day. My name is Myra Thomas, and I'm editor of Bank Automation News. Recently, I spoke with Brian Chaser, Chief Administrative Officer, and Carrie Mama, Director, Manager of Client Relations at Promontory Mortgage Path. Promontory Mortgage Path is a provider of comprehensive digital mortgage and tech-driven fulfillment solutions. The organization recently announced that Industrial Bank and Optus Bank are the first participants in its initiative to support community development financial institutions and minority depository institutions. The initiative is focused on expanding mortgage credit access in underserved communities. Washington, D.C.-based Industrial Bank, a U.S. Treasury-certified CDFI, and the oldest bank, Black-owned commercial bank in the Mid-Atlantic region, is fully onboarded, and it began offering mortgages via Promontory Mortgage Paths platform in April. South Carolina-based Optus Bank, a federally designated MDI and U.S. Treasury-certified CDFI, is in the implementation phase. As part of their offering, the company is working with a variety of community development financial institutions and minority uh, depository institutions to implement their product. Brian DeSacer has deep mortgage industry experience with lending experience spanning nearly 30 years. He was previously head of compliance and risk for Clara Lending, mortgage enterprise risk officer for Zions Bank Corp, and chief risk officer for Guardian Mortgage. In his current role at Promontory Mortgage Path, Brian leverages his extensive extensive industry knowledge to inform product roadmaps and feature prioritization and to guide the development of software enriching the lending experience. Carrie Mama has over 20 years mortgage and banking experience, having worked for specialized loan servicing, First Bank of Colorado, Digital Risk, and Aurora Loan Services. In our current role, Carrie is responsible for leading Promontory Mortgage Path's client relationship team, building bridges that assist clients with their with understanding and leveraging the company's dig- digital mortgage technology while creating partnerships with its fulfillment partners. Brian, Carrie, thanks for mu- so much for joining us. Uh, could you give me a, a sense, Brian, uh, or the audience a better sense of the on- automation underpinning your various products? Sure. Uh, it's great to be here, Myra. Thank you. Um, yeah, the primary underpinnings really kind of driving our services um, are rooted in a strong link between technology, process, and information, which we rely heavily on. In short, with the right technology, banks can drive more efficient, effective, and compliant loan journey, uh, which is paramount to any success in today's environment while offering the loan officer the opportunity to reach deeper into their communities to expand access to credit, ultimately increasing the homeownership um, as well as building uh, generational wealth. So tell me a little bit, I guess, more about how your organization, I guess, interfaces with some of the governmental organizations that might be facilitating or giving the loans. Sure. Um, how we, um, our technology interfaces as well as our process. So our technology, um, the borrower wallet uh, interfaces with um, the agencies through um, pulling, well, we can pull credit. Um, we uh, pull information back and forth with our doc document providers, allowing e-sign for the consumers if they so choose, um, as well as from an agency perspective, um, they can leverage the borrower wallet to um, access both um, uh, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, um, DU or LP or uh, DO uh, as well, uh, said another way. 
uh, to get to get those results um, necessary to to drive that loan forward in underwriting. Sure. Carrie, why do you think this new initiative is needed for community development, financial institutions, and minority depository institutions? What role do you think automation can play for them? I think the biggest thing is making sure we have the right platform to be able to share that people actually have access to credit in the industry. You know, historically, most people with low to moderate income really struggle with even believing that they can own a home and really understanding what that dream looks like for them and their family. So creating a platform that they can access on their cell phone, they can access on their tablet, it's simple and easy to use from a consumer perspective, giving our bank partners the opportunity to truly be consultants from a financial standpoint is critical in the mission of creating wealth in moderate to low income families. And this technology really allows them the right level of access, yet at the same time offering the right level of efficiency so the loan officers can do what is best, and that's talk to the public. And then the technology supports them in being able to partner well with a fulfillment partner that moves things along so they can stay focused on that borrower experience. So I'll, I'll address this to both of you. You know, I mean, you've you've had this deployment, I guess, with Industrial Bank and Optus Bank. Um, you know, what stage of the automation uh, process? I think one you you know deployed it. Tell us a little bit more about that process. You know, what challenges did you face in dealing with these two institutions? And you know, have these banks started to feel any sort of benefit? Yeah, well, I'll take uh, the first part of that. We have one of our banks, um, Industrial Bank, that is live. The feedback that we're getting from their loan officers is they adapt to this technology, which is not an LOS. This is focused on creating efficiency within their job and streamlining the application process for the loan officer is that they love it. It's a big change, though, Myra. Um, a really different platform from the perspective of the loan officers really just focused on gathering the information and putting them into the right product, not the minutia of moving the loan forward, which allows them to really educate their borrowers. So the feedback from industrial bank thus far is that their loan officers are really enjoying reconnecting and refocusing and their borrowers are very able are able to successfully upload documents easily. They understand the application process because mortgage is scary for consumers, um, and it takes all the mystery out of it. Yeah, sure. So- For um, Optus, who is currently in flight, right now we're in the process of making sure that the technology has all the right branding, has the feel, because that's how we're successful. In the community banking space, ensuring that this technology does not um, represent a third party, that it truly is accurately representing the bank, because that's where the trust lies. These borrowers and consumers trust their local banker that they can walk in and they can speak to. So being able to ensure and partner well on that so it has that same feel and presentation is really important to the emotional aspect of the trust in this transaction. Sure, sure. Brian, I don't know if you wanted to address some of that. No, I think, you know, Carrie, um, you really um, got into the details. I think, you know, Myra, if, if our clients were to do this on their own, 
to, to stand up a mortgage uh, group, a department, uh, whatever that looks like for them, uh, this could be sizable um, and it's not easy to do. So our technology, our processes allow for a reduced barrier to entry and short accelerating their entry into the market, particularly if they're not uh, in that place today. Um, if they are in that place today, then um, we help accelerate um, the ability to really uh, in many cases, step forward uh, a great number of years <laughs> um, out of the past into the present uh, and giving them the ability to, to do all those great things that Carrie just indicated. So, and it's, yeah. and it's difficult in some instances to find folks um, in their local communities that have that mortgage expertise, that mortgage knowledge that they can leverage um, as opposed to um, relying on our technology, our processes, and well as us to, um, get them into the market and uh, get those loan officers, uh, as Carrie indicated, back into the communities instead of being head down in the, the minutiae of yeah. one thing. I would imagine that the ability to white label the product makes it especially special for the institutions that you're dealing with. It seems to bring it, it up into the 20, you know, 21st century in you know, a matter of days. It does. Yeah. Yeah. What do you, what do you guys think is the biggest challenge, uh, you know, in automation and automating and integrating, you know, and deploying this technology for any community development financial institution and minority depository institution? I think what Carrie um, indicated in talking about um, industrial bank is, um, and we kind of see this across the board is adoption. So in many cases, if, if we've got uh, banks in the, that do, sit in the mortgage space today, they're off, oftentimes uh, sitting in old technology or in some instances, no technology, uh, resulting in manual processes, um, lengthy uh, turn times for uh, loans that move through the journey. Um, and so as Carrie indicated, uh, adoption into this new technology, into this new way of doing things takes time. It takes trust. And, you know, I think uh, that's, I think that's one of the most difficult things that we see is uh, getting folks to let go of the past, uh, to step into the future and trust the technology uh, that's been uh, implemented for them. Sure, sure. Uh, you know, how can banks assess their return on investment? I mean, I know in speaking to, you know, banking leaders and folks on the tech side within banks, you know, the biggest issue with any sort of deployment of automation when they're reaching out to fintech vendors uh, is just trying to get a sense of that return on investment, you know, and oftentimes that's, you know, you look at staffing numbers to see, you know, what would this product, you know, mean to us if we had to ramp up activity on this particular side? I mean, Lots of institutions thought about that, particularly with PPP loans. Um, but, you know, if you're using one of your products, you know, I think you have a transform product. What staff numbers would be needed if, you know, that, you know, in place of that product, you know, as, if that product wasn't there as a part of the loan process? Yeah, absolutely. I think that rate of return is a constant conversation because if it's not returning the right level back to the bank, What's the point? I think when you think about staffing specifically, when you talk more about the transform, it, with our transform product, it's a great opportunity for community banks reemerging who don't have loan officers actively within their office. Um, we have the licensing set up to support them so they can focus on the marketing campaign. And oftentimes their existing marketing department can handle that. 
They do need to have their credit administrator. Again, this is often a role in a community bank on the commercial side that can be blended because of consultation that can occur to help them be successful. Um, That's truly the biggest two components. The secondary component really falls into line with other lending products and making sure that they have somebody that can board these loans as well as actually funding these loans depending on how they're set up with their investors and the different product mix that they have that's right for their community. So truly, um, it becomes a very small scale operation with just a small handful, less than five individuals to run a very successful um, mortgage department. Now, if it's a scenario where they have loan officers, of course, they have their loan officers that they maintain. And oftentimes, those loan officers are doing more than just taking mortgage applications. So the automation is critical in allowing them to focus on doing the best job for their consumers across the board regardless. Again, you have a similar scenario where you have just a very small handful, probably less than five individuals, depending on the side, sometimes even up to two, two to three, depending on the scale of their business plus their sales side. Um, It really is customizable based off of their expected loan volumes. And as we go through implementation and looking at the automation and the technology, all the way through our automation that they can build where they can pull these documents that are critical onto their imaging platforms um, and maintain them, all of that eliminates FTE. And we want to ensure that they've got the right steps in place. So as banks are thinking about the right resources internally, that's part of that ongoing conversation about what their intent is for how they plan on using the technology. Um, so it can be very small. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I guess if I were, you know, working given the size of, you know, staffing that you're talking about, you know, one of these community banks, it sounds as if, you know, they've got a big decision to make when they're looking at fintech vendors, you know. So if I was coming to, you know, a vendor yeah, and you're looking at it from the banking side, say you work for the bank, you know, what would you be looking for? How do you, you know, how do you select from one vendor to another? I think from what I hear with our clients is the ability to scale is, of course, number one. The mortgage industry rates go up and down, compliance changes. How can you effectively scale and how can your vendor scale with you? Um, And how are they going to ensure that you're compliant? I think the second thing that I would really focus in on is what's the collaboration process? Are they really going to partner with me or are they giving me an out-of-the-box solution and just going to set me loose to uh, my own detriment or success, depending on the level of people engaged? Um, If I was in a client, that's what I would want to do. And of course, the pricing aspect. Are they giving me the right pricing for my growth and for my future projected plans? I mean... There are a lot of -of out-of-the-box vendors that you get one product with one price. Whereas if you are a community bank and you are looking for flexibility, being able to price off a milestone, um, one of the features within some of the technology that we have is pre-qualifications and pre-approvals. A true pre-approval process that is looked at by an underwriter is sometimes extremely expensive in some models, but because of different 
pricing, on milestones, sometimes you can skip things. So how flexible is your vendor going to be to help you be competitive? Or are you paying a large consulting fee every single time you send something through? Um, All of that goes back to the rate of return you were asking about earlier. Sure, sure. So, Brian, tell me a little bit about this. I, you know, I'm looking at com- community development banks and I see that, you know, 60% of their lending services and other activities are going to low income communities. This is according to the FDIC. You know, do you get a sense that this is presenting specific automation challenges, technology challenges for those community development banks, given the community that they deal with? Um, you know, as, as Terry uh, indicated earlier, I think, um, I don't think that it, it calls out any specific specific challenges, Myra. I think really it it really um, lends itself to the adoption um, because the the technology that we have in place is flexible and meets the needs of our uh, community banks and the communities in which they serve. So, you know, in some instances, you may find folks that have uh, they may not have a computer at home. They may have just uh, a smartphone or a tablet. Um, and our technology is easily accessible from there. So there's there's ways to do that. Uh, and then, you know, on the other hand, if you have some of those borrowers that are very unique in our market today is that they don't have technology, they don't have a smartphone, they don't have a tablet. Um, there's always the, the process uh, that we fail over to paper, as we say, uh, where folks can do it um, more face-to-face uh, inside the bank if they if they so choose. But they have sure. options. Sure, sure. Anything else we need to know about Promontory Mortgage Path coming down the road? Or, you know, when can we look towards implementation uh, with, I guess it was in uh, Optus Bank or was it an industrial bank that still was in the process of deploying the technology or figuring it out? Optus is currently in flight. We are very excited to see their adoption of the technology and how they're able to really embrace it as well as how their community embraces it. Um, They go live um, end of September. um, And that's really dependent on making sure we've got all of the things set up correctly for them. So please watch more for that down the road. We're truly looking forward to partnering with them um, and ensuring their success throughout the thing. So, So I'm assuming that there'll be additional banks announced further down the road. Yes, there sure will be. <laughs> well, hopefully we'll be the first people to know about it. So <laughs> feel free to let Bank Automation <laughs> News know. Uh, but I, it's been a pleasure speaking to you both. That wraps up this episode of The Buzz. Thanks for listening. And please let us know how we're doing at BankAutomationNews.com. And of course, on Twitter and LinkedIn. Thanks, everyone. And thanks for listening.